Okay, this is the next edition of 10 Questions Podcast, and I am pleased as punch to say that on the other end, I've got not Dan. I don't know, I, I, I don't know who, what it is, I just know it's not Dan. <laughs> it's, a, it's somebody claiming to be not Dan. It's just another one of the, it's, it's a meme. I'm just, I'm just a meme. <laughs> and I must say, for for anybody that uh, that does not uh, know of uh, not Dan's appearance or anything, you know, there, there's been some of the uh, redacted uh, conference badges or stuff that he's posted online. Oh, whoops! Hang on. Did I? I'm not too late, right? Oh, oh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> He, he's he, he, he's he's already gone from mild mannered to a little bit more of cyberpunk at this point. Uh, so uh, yeah. So okay, well, I, I've I've got to I've got to start out with the most obvious question. Sure. Did somebody actually think that you were named Dan at some point? Um. I think uh, it was split. I would say it was probably split 50-50. I, should, I, I like running those polls all the time, so uh, I should run that one and see how many actually thought it was and how many didn't. I mean, like, to me, it, it was super obvious, and, like, my, my uh, coworkers, a few of them kind of figured it out and, like, or, like knew I told them, and, uh, and they're like, yeah, that's – probably not the best idea for a name it's pretty obvious that it's you but i'm like uh, is it though or is it because i told you <laughs> and it was it was because i told them until you know things <laughs> yeah until, until things which we, which we'll get to that momentarily because yeah. I, I i know there's been i i know there's been conversation about that incident and i i, I mean correct me if i'm wrong i i don't i don't think i've I, i've ever seen that you've officially told your side of that entire incident you know i think uh on thug crowd i might have i might have said a few words um but uh, you know, and I was I was given the opportunity to to tell my side of it uh, a few times, um, and uh, you know, for for obvious reasons, uh, maybe I don't know if it's so obvious, uh, but I, I I turned down my uh, chance, I guess, to uh, to really make make it public and like start taking it, ratcheting up things. Um, in, uh, in preference of let's calm this down and there's no reason to continue escalating this. Yeah. It's, uh, it's petty to begin with. It's mind blowing, uh, that that's, uh, it's a thing, but <laughs> I don't know if you want to do a, you wanted to introduce it or not, or you want me to tell it, but I can't well, so, well, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a, in, in a minute. I'll, 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 you can, you can ratchet as little as you want to, and you can <laughs> redact as much as you want to in, in telling, in telling that story. But, 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 but uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that one in a minute though. Um, 
so we'll, we'll, we'll go ahead and uh, jump on to question two. Uh, sure. You know, what, what, what drew you into technology in the first place? Um, yeah, that's a good question. Um, so I actually, when I first, we first got a computer, I'm like really old. Um, so we first got a computer, it was like a 386, uh, 20, I think it had a 2400 baud modem in it. Sounds about fun. like the first computer I've laid hands yeah, on too. Nice. Yeah. Right. So I hated it. I thought it was like this terrible like thing that my mom had bought and uh, I had no interest in it whatsoever. I wanted to go outside and play and be like a normal kid. Uh, not like today's normal. <laughs> uh, the normal of the early 90s. <laughs> but uh, so I got grounded or something. I forget what happened. And uh, I, I like I had to be inside or something. I, I also I grew up in a part of the country um, that is super cold, like nine months out of the year. So a lot of not going outside. It might have been during that time. Anyways, I figured out that you could play video games on this thing. And uh, I started at least liking that part of it. <laughs> and uh, but then I started getting grounded from uh the computer too <laughs> and uh but i figured out a way to to kind of bypass the the password that was put on uh windows navigator for windows point one. yep and uh i actually learned how to how to edit ini files which at, at the time you know i'm thinking back i think i was like 11 or something like that i was really really super young and I think to figure that kind of stuff out back then was more impressive than it is today. Like yeah. today, 11 year olds are like cracking like ciphers and insane <laughs> things like that, right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that, that was my first kind of uh, taste of getting away with something or doing something like off the reservation. And uh one of my other friends introduced me to BBSs, and then it, from there it was it was over. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I, I almost dare say that it sounds like you and I are probably almost the same age. With yeah, the, I would with, bet. With, with the stories that you're telling, it, <laughs> it's just yeah, it sounds extremely, extremely familiar. <laughs> I remember when the internet didn't exist very vividly, yep. and I'm sure you do too. Yeah, yeah. Or, or so or, or like that the the first computer that my family got, it wasn't something that you went out to a store and bought. You actually went to you actually went to some boutique firm that that put it together and then you end oh, up wow. finding out years later once you start learning more about it that oh, they they made a killing off of that. Wow, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Well, the 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 story I always tell is uh is uh you know, one of the games that was already preloaded on there whenever we got it was Battleship. And twice, twice, the way I got into the game stopped working. Because uh. whenever it booted up um, in, the, in the startup batch file, it actually, um, it actually would print out a menu sure. on the screen and then would have the batch files uh, for the numbers that were assigned to each of the programs on that menu. Great, you know, Battleship was number one. I would hit number one and enter, and I could play Battleship. That's what I knew at the time. Yeah. And then, uh, and then um, 
you know, after that broke a couple of times and my dad took it to get it fixed. And uh, I think he paid about 45 bucks a pop each time. Um, nice. Well, to fix a badge file. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. Literally, it was to it was to fix a badge file because because yeah. it, it, oh, they made a killing back then. Then yeah. Well, I I, so. I I took the DOS manual with me to school to read whenever I was done with my work, nice. and then I say and I started learning about Visual Basic and everything else, and I was like, they made ninety dollars on thirty seconds of work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they totally did. And they're just yeah. laughing, laughing all the way to the bank. Yeah, yeah, that 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 was the time to be to be in that kind of business. Now, it, now you can barely keep afloat if you're if you're doing business like that. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, you know, similar type stories. And then it, it took off after that. I uh, I, I loved the command line, but then whenever we upgraded to Windows, I kind of lost track of using it. But uh, it, but later on, whenever I finally got introduced to Linux, I was like, oh yeah, I forgot. I love the command line. <laughs> <laughs> so nice. Yeah, it's good stuff. I, uh, I I'm sorry if I cut out there for a second, but uh, I lost you for actually a quick second. Well, it, 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 it actually, sense. I looked up and it said that my internet connection was unstable. Oh okay okay. I think it might have been just for a second, but. Meh. I'm yeah. sure we're fine. Uh, but yeah, the, uh, it, it's, I'm the war stories that I think we have are way better than the generations right now. Just growing up, like eh, everything's so easy, right? The barrier to entry on the internet is like, mm -hmm. it's default. It's a default thing. Like in the, in the time period that I think, uh, in back in, uh, the 1900s, uh, we had to, <laughs> we had to do things like uh, like reconfigure our modem strings so that uh, it would do things like turn off call waiting so that uh, yep. <laughs> I, I, I I recall doing that too. <laughs> Heck, at that point in time, it was it, it was a luxury to have more than three TV channels. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, we, we were the household that had three or maybe, and I think four, because PBS. Was yeah, PBS. Of course. Well, <laughs> and, and, and I, I also, I also, you know, thinking about that, I, I bemoan the fact that we have so many channels now because you, used to, whenever you only had three channels, everything was quality. Yeah. Now you have 500 yeah. TV channels, and you're lucky to find one quality show here, one there. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, that's something that technology and the internet really has uh, had a, a negative impact on, I would say, is uh, even music, uh, any kind of medium, um, it's it's been flooded with kind of mediocrity in a way. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it's not hard to get an album spoofed into a, a place of power, uh, even if it's garbage. And so you have, and then in addition, you have all these artists that are recording from home and stuff like that. And it's really good for creativity, I suppose. But at the same time, um, I definitely have noticed since the shift away from the big companies controlling everything, since that shift, uh, one thing we have lost is the, uh, the standout artists that are kind of curated by professionals 
Yeah. And because of that, we I think there's a loss of of something special. That was, I I, yeah, I, I, I like the way that you like like the way that you put that because because uh, you know what one thing in one of uh, one of the types of services that has uh, sprung up lately that seems to be uh, more you know more you know getting more uh, grip is um curated services you know like mm. uh like stitch fix for instance you know you, okay. you know you don't you don't want to go shop for clothes you know because there's just too many choices and you know something may something may not fit you maybe you know may, maybe you're somebody that your sense of style has you know is not necessarily uh palatable um I wouldn't say good or bad because really there is no good or bad, but, That's true. but, 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 you know, whenever it just comes to, uh, whenever it just comes to, um, the, you know, what, what tends to process, uh, as pleasing combinations in the human brain, mm-hmm. you know, that is, you know, not, not, not everybody, not everybody sees that and can and can understand that process that well so you've got people that are doing that stuff you know for you and that's part of that's part of the service that's part of the money you spend and i you know it's it's kind of yeah we went shifted away from things being curated and now all of a sudden hey we're paying more money because we like curation yeah 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 right like you, you pay literally a service fee for the services that do have curation now like a uh, satellite radio stuff like that um that's you know there's something to be said for listening to like a radio station that has a dj that puts together a good set of music for a few hours or you just know not, just not a top 40 station because then you, yeah. you can sometimes you can never get the songs you want yeah that's true yeah that's that's another thing well so and and the other flip side to that the devil's advocate in me says well it also allowed diy to be commonplace and therefore you get people that are able to flourish and uh and you would have never heard i mean they would have just never made it um because they didn't have access they grew up in the middle of like iowa and uh record labels just don't go out there and there they didn't yeah and uh they don't even need record labels now right like they just upload it to to apple or spotify or whoever and they become their own manager and everything's diy which is i if i had to pick between the two it's a hard choice i don't know if i'd be able to pick it, it's it, it's it's both good and evil in, in, yeah. in its own respects. Oh, it's it's even like a, a American Idol, for instance. Yeah. You know, I I remember in the first two or three seasons, hey, American Idol, you know that everybody was all about that, and you know it was something special and everything. But by the time Fox got rid of it, you know there was a lot of people that were saying good riddance, and then ABC brought it back. Yeah. And I'm like what the heck? Obviously, they obviously it's getting better ratings and whatever else they would put in there. Yeah. Well, so uh, in my opinion, the so the recording industry and the movie industry are two notoriously old dinosaurs that are terrible at keeping up with times. I mean, they're just now 
I think Nielsen ratings have just finally started counting internet ratings, streams, and, and things that just, they, they haven't been counting for decades. Well, it, 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 it even took them a while to start uh, to start counting um, delayed views with DVR. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I remember uh, it took, what, 10 years? Maybe more? Yeah. It was insane. It was ridiculous. DVRs have been around, surprisingly, a large amount of time. Um, yeah, they came out pretty quickly after the internet, I think, right? Like TiVo actually was around before the internet because it was yeah. a dial-up service, I remember. Yeah, there's... There, um, yeah, yeah. There, there's there, there's there's all sorts of stuff. It, in fact, I was reading today, you know, talking about dinosaurs and everything. Um, <laughs> uh, AMC theaters. Okay. Yeah. Um, they're they're actually uh, if they can't run business, they're only cash solvent for about the next two months. Oh wow! Oh, that was a current. Yeah, uh, that that that's current. Oh, that that, that, were, that 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 came out today. And well, they're and, done. I mean, yeah, like they're, 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 they're going to have to go to movies. Yeah, they're, they're absolutely going to have to go into chapter 11 if, uh, if they don't get a chance to reopen in another couple of months. That's terrible. So, yeah, it, no, they're not going to. I mean, this is not going to happen. Like, the, uh, it, you know, the projected it, it, rates. And, well, and part of that's been because there's been a downturn in people even going to the movies in the first place. One, the snacks are well, cheaper at home, but, sure. two, but two, streaming's been undercutting it too. Yeah, well, it's undercutting it, and it's 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 people. I think are naturally, they like to think that they're social creatures, but I think it's easier to be antisocial as a just in general. It is there like there is definitely people that like going out and being around others, but uh, the numbers don't lie, right? Like yeah. people stopped going to the movies. I have a feeling, though, because of this pandemic and uh, because of the 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 real lack of ability to go out, um, even if they do file Chapter Eleven, hopefully they they hang on after that. Because yeah. once these restrictions are lifted, once something's figured out, because we will eventually figure something out, uh, then you'll see a surge of people going out and doing these things, and and it's really a shame the timing of that because mm. uh man they probably will die right as uh <laughs> right as the cure or whatever you want to call it comes yeah. out and uh and then people are going to be dying to go to like oh i want to go to the movies wait they're all closed or i wanted to go to Korean barbecue. Oh, that wasn't one of the delivery places that got to stay open. They yeah. closed. Yeah. Record store closed. Comic book store closed. All these stores, uh, entertainment closed. It's going to be done. Mom and pops done. Now, now speaking of speaking of modes of entertainment that should still be going right now, drive-in movie theaters. Uh, yes, actually, I wonder if they are. Drive, huh, a good question. Drive drive-in movie theaters are perfect for social distancing it's absolutely perfect <laughs> in fact i'm literally gonna look and and try and go to one tonight if uh if they're still open around here yeah I, there's there's one uh on the edge of the town i live in and i'm i'm pretty sure that they've still been doing business and i haven't checked good. closely but i, I think Excellent. they are that's good yeah driving movies that's another thing that people just don't never do like the people that are in the know do it because yeah. it's a really cool experience 
And I don't think like everybody's got this idea that you, you get that little box and then that's where the sound comes from. No, that's not no. what happens. They no. have an FM transmitter and you get your entire car's surround sound with all the bass and kick assness of your car stereo <laughs> to play the movie on. And, 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 and not to mention, and not to mention, the ticket into the drive-in movie theater is cheaper, and yeah. you get a double feature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so Great. it's it's a good bargain. You know, you have, <laughs> who who can argue with that? So, I don't know. I just the people that are like, mm, I like staying in the dark and turning my TV or monitor on. Yeah, uh, and, and, and while I'm while I'm not the. Uh, most uh in person uh video wise i'll be back oh okay uh yeah well well, while i'm not the most in social you know social in person type person in the world um i uh you know i i love going to movie theaters movie theaters are uh you know they're, they're uh they're a nice little break from things for me and you know heck you know who who has a 20 foot screen in their home Right, you know, it, it is so that that's that, that's why I like going. But I also uh, I'll pick my movies carefully. Uh, you know, I don't go to just any of them. Uh, you know, I, uh, I I'm not known for liking the artsy movies because the artsy movies are artsy for artsy sake. And yeah, I, I, I'm I'm really driven by uh, dri- driven by a good story. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. So so if if there's going to be a good story there, or I even think there's going to be a good story there, that's the type of movies that that I like to go see. Um, and uh, I'm trying trying to think. I think it was uh, uh, it was one of the Batman movies. I think it was Dark Knight Rises or something like that. That I remember actually going to the theater and watching it. And great, okay, cool, all right, yeah, this is awesome, cool. And then if it, and then it felt like the, it felt like the movie was about to be over, and then it wasn't. And I'm like, what the heck? And they basically, they they basically stitched two stories together, and told two separate stories, and that just killed the experience for me <laughs> you know, they, with, with, with the way that I like to watch movies and watch TV, you know, it's, you, you, got, you need good storytelling, you know, got to be able to tell the story, you know, in a good proper way, got to have the good form, you know, good, good beginning, good end. But Hey, I'm, I'm picky. What can I say? <laughs> yeah, no, I think you're right. I think you're totally right. Um, and uh, I'm picky too. It's good to be picky. Like you need to be, you need to be somebody that has standards and not just go with the flow because everybody else likes it. Because there's a lot of things that uh, get pushed as good that are trash, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that little uh, little cutout. I meant to change batteries right before, and uh, that's all good. Forgot. That's all good. But uh, yeah, it's it's good to have standards and it's good to uh, do all the things that we did because we did it right when we were growing up <laughs> yeah yeah that 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 was a very that, that was a very uh um idealistic time it, you know it's it is it, it set right right on the border of everything uh you know he, and even thinking about borders i'm like you know i always tell people i'm a gen xer uh-huh um 
technically it depends on who you ask as to as to what the definition is of where the gen x millennial cutoff is though right yeah, i've noticed that <laughs> but it's, i think it's whether they're angry with you uh, I, I, I will wholeheartedly claim being, it, it being Gen X anyway, just because I, I, you know, well, I, I, I noticed my sensibilities are just a little bit different. You know, they, 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 they tend, they, they tend to uh, float a little bit more with uh, people that are older than me than people that are younger than me. And, I think that's that's a uh, hmm, interesting. I haven't thought of it that way before. I uh, I just I, I I I think it's hilarious the people that are are generalizing that uh, age and stuff. Yeah. And the groups are the same people that'll just tear you apart if you generalize anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. I, yeah. He, he, hip, hypocrites are. Oh, those are my pet peeves. <laughs> They're real fun to mess with on Twitter. <laughs> very, very, very true. They they can easily be triggered. <laughs> yeah. So, um, okay. I, 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 I will. I, I'm considering the conversation on movies and entertainment and all that jazz. Question three. So, uh, so uh, question four. Getting you know, getting back from. Okay, what got you into technology? Mm-hmm. What what was the turn that took you into uh, information security in particular? Um, I, I think the the first part of it was uh, just I was always a I wasn't a bad kid, but I was definitely not the the most easy kid growing up I had like ADD and stuff that was it just went undiagnosed because uh there there couldn't possibly be something wrong with me I was a perfect little kid like in my parents eyes right but <laughs> that definitely wasn't true <laughs> yep. and uh so I, I like doing stuff to get in trouble and uh you know I don't know why exactly but I might have had something to do with uh, upbringing, like going to going to Catholic school for uh, many years of my life. Yeah, might have had a slight impact. Like whenever I tell yeah. people that, they're like, "Oh, okay, God." Well, well even like, <laughs> even like me, you know, I, I, I granted I was a little bit sheltered as a kid, and so I didn't really oh same it, it did dip into anything much until after I got out of high school. But yeah, I, was a, I, I was a pastor's kid. So, oh, okay. There you go. So, yeah. so, so, so oh. I, you know, similar type effect right there. Um, it, 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 it didn't matter. It didn't matter where there was always somebody that would say, "Oh, you're you're a pastor's kid, so you so, so you're you're kind of bad." Like, no, I'm not bad. Right, but your the standard was you had to be an angel, right? And yeah. they're like, you you can't be a real person. You can't do the same <laughs> things as us. Yeah. So, uh, it, but it's, but but yeah. After after I got out of school and uh, had a little bit more control over uh, my own exposure to music, mm-hmm. entertainment, people, uh, you know, I, I I ended up slipping in with the crowd. I did just because I 
you know, it, it, that's, you know, they, they, they were, they, they were my type of people. They were, they were honest. They were real, yeah. uh, you know, and it, that's, that, that's probably some of the stuff I value the most. Yeah. Yeah. That's well said. And it's, especially when you grow up in a, uh, a religious household more often than not, and it's not every household that's like that, but more often than not, it's, uh, uh, really strict and lots of rules lots of things that your friends can do that you can't do mm-hmm. um even like watch uh the simpsons or what the simpsons for instance oh yeah i know i wasn't allowed to watch simpsons at all no <laughs> absolutely not uh simpsons south <clears throat> when south park came out uh that was i think i was in I watched my first episode of South Park. It was a bootleg on the internet because the internet had just gotten high speed. Um, but I watched the Christmas special on a, a leaked thing somehow I had access to by then. Uh, but yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't allowed to, like I brought home Marilyn Manson uh, album one time. I think it was like sophomore year of high school. <laughs> My mom literally took it in the basement and took a hammer and smashed it to bits, smashed it. And she would, she would do that with like all everything all the time. Uh, and yeah, she would cut the TV cord. <laughs> she cut the TV cord so many times that we it like ended up having to buy a new TV because it would get shorter and shorter. And then we'd buy these repair kits to, to, be able to plug it back in when she calmed the fuck down. Sorry, and uh, no, it's but, but she, uh, you know, she got she she had a temper, but she was like, "You're playing what the Simpsons?" Snip, not plugged in. She wasn't dumb, but uh, she she would do it. Like she would, I'll cut the card, and like, yeah, sure you will. Okay, turn the volume up to piss her off a little bit, and come with the scissors and actually do it and you're like oh <laughs> i guess i won't do that again and do it again and, uh, <laughs> but anyways so uh i had said earlier uh that i i had got grounded and did a uh, like a, a bypass of a password to, to get into the machine and that was my first kind of deviant thing that i did uh and then as I got into BBSs from one of my buddies, he's like, hey, uh, if you want, here's about four phone numbers that you can make your modem dial. If you go and do, oh man, what was that even called? I forget, but there, there was a piece of software. It was like the terminal back then. Actually, I think it was called terminal. Hyperterminal? Yeah, hyperterminal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you would, he said, you got to type ATDT and then this phone number and then it'll connect. And I was like, okay. And so I did it. And uh, it, like there were things like playing text-based games and just exploring that whole thing was like, oh, this is super interesting. Uh, I eventually got onto one called uh, the Doom BBS. And uh, so people can probably look that up and figure out where where my hometown is and that's good i would be very fascinated if somebody could track that down but uh anyways so yeah this guy that owned the doom bbs was a telephone technician at the phone company 
And so he had, I'm guessing, at least a T1 dropped to his house. So he had six phone lines or however many are in a T1. I forget. Eight? Something like that? 24. 24? Okay. Wow. Then, I, I, I used to work at a telephone company for a number of years. <laughs> maybe, maybe he just had a couple ISDNs then because I don't think it was 24 node modem. Or maybe it was. Who knows? But it was it, it was at least 10 node BBS, which right. was like, whoa, this is cool. And I think it actually was a T1 split. It was half of it was for the channels coming into the BBS. Half of it was to the internet, which was like, whoa, what's this? What is the internet? And yeah. so there was an option on the BBS to connect to IRC. And that was the only part of the internet that you could connect to was IRC. And... Uh, I connected to IRC for the first time. And that was my first internet experience was connecting to IRC through the Doom BBS. Um, met a lot of friends on uh, both IRC and Doom BBS and uh, met hackers. And <clears throat> like looking back, they were just, you know they were kind of posers about it but they were they were self-proclaimed hackers and that got me super interested in the idea i'll i'll begrudgingly admit even though like i have zero respect for mitnick these days uh back then his shenanigans were all over the news and that kind of was a draw to a rebellious kid is oh well that's really sweet this guy is able to stay ahead of the feds by uh tapping their phones and listening to their cell phone calls and stuff like that like he did crazy stuff uh and you know just as a game i guess i don't actually know what his motivations were but um you know that that was a little bit inspiring as well uh <laughs> the movie hackers was inspiring um and so that kind of all made me want to do that stuff. And so I, I did, I started, uh, as the internet grew, um, I got a 14.4 modem eventually. Mm. So I was able to do a little more text-based <laughs> stuff and even, even get some graphics. And uh, once I had that 14.4 modem though, that's when I learned how to get onto the actual internet through links like that was the, the browser at the time was links, so no pictures, but text. Uh, but I learned what root was and default passwords and mm, installed Linux for the first time. And uh, I think I was about, mm, I say 14 or 15, maybe 16, something like that when I installed Linux and uh, Linux is a gateway drug, right? So, <laughs> so, uh, so I installed Linux and uh, what was your what was your first distro? It was Red Hat, and okay. it was a ver it was Linux Red Hat version four point two, okay. and uh, I think I had actually bought it from uh, a PC store that was close by to the house, and uh, I was I was already in a hacking channel and was friends with some really good hackers actually at the time and i was like oh i guess what i did i installed linux like you guys said and 
they're like, yeah, it's you're you're on with a super vulnerable version of Linux. <laughs> I have zero day for that. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And they're like, your FTP is open. I'm like, so go ahead and try. I have passwords. And it was woo FTP. And so they woo FTP'd me, <laughs> which if you know, you're not familiar with, woo FTP is a really famous uh, exploit from back then because it was so easy to do. Um, and it took one command to get root on somebody's box. And uh, he killed my IRC PID. And I went, oh, okay. <laughs> and I learned how he did it. And then he told me, he taught me DNS, like how DNS worked and how to spoof my uh, host name on IRC and all that fun stuff. And it just, it kept snowballing from there. Kept, uh, you know, and a lot of this stuff was, they were crimes, the flat out crimes. Uh, yeah. And thank God for statute of limitations. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh yeah like i i was we took over massive networks um we we would take countries down just for fun we would do really terrible things <laughs> in hindsight uh it was it was super irresponsible but it also wasn't as important as it was today yeah. like now if you take a country's internet out you are taking down global commerce. You're taking down potentially lifelines for people and things that are dangerous to fuck with. And so I, I don't really recommend maybe being as bad as I was. Maybe just learn from my mistakes or do <laughs> as I say, not as I do. I don't know, something like that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it, there, there was not nearly as much critical infrastructure or, or anything important on the internet back then. Banks were stupid enough to be on the internet, but that was about it. <laughs> uh, they were mostly on X25 networks still, which uh, nobody has any idea what those are anymore. So I won't even go into that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, we, and so at, at a certain point, um, you know, you, you get older and you do start maturing a little bit. And uh, yeah, just a little yeah <laughs> just a bit no yeah, like not a lot because clearly <laughs> yeah you do mature a tiny bit and uh you go huh well there's a lot of people saying that i should stop being an idiot and maybe make money by making this a career and uh i was really against the idea at first and i was all like no you should only hack for for whatever the reason, but not for the World good. Peace. Yeah, yeah. Well, I wasn't even, I was more for chaos, actually, really. <laughs> if I'm being honest, like, I don't even have a good cause. Um, yeah. No, I'm trying to think of if I was really fighting a good fight back then. I wasn't. I wasn't. I'll, that's my blunt, blunt honesty right there. You, you, but, you, uh, you were, you were, ha you were hacking for the heck of it. You were. Yeah. Hey, at, at least you were at least you were hacking instead of smoking marijuana. Well, no, I was totally. Oh, you were totally. still smoking marijuana. Anyway. Oh yeah. Oh okay, okay. Totally. I would get really <laughs> high and then go online, but uh, I will say it kept me away from 
I think getting further into that crowd, if yeah. uh, if that's a helpful message, is even though I was, and I I, I do kind of regret smoking weed uh, as early as I did. I think that's something you should do after you're like twenty twenty one. I think you should wait until then. If I had a message for kids, it it would be go ahead and smoke weed, but just, just wait a little bit because your brain is still developing. Mm. And if you smoke weed when you're too young, you're going to fuck it up. You're going to, you're going to make it, uh, you're going to make the pathways not connect properly. And you're, it, it, it does, it messes with that. And there's going to be a ton of potheads that at me on Twitter now. And now you. And guess what? <laughs> From personal experience, I'm telling you, <laughs> it messes with that. <laughs> and there's a lot of other people that would agree. Um, uh, I mean, it's, you talk about how the stuff kept you out of trouble. It, it, you know, uh, it was um, Whitney Champion. Whenever I was talking to her, oh, okay. she she had much of, much of the same story that 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 uh, be, being involved in the same crowd is stuff that probably kept her out of trouble as well. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, there there were definitely opportunities to get in trouble. And mm-hmm. so what my mom was doing behind my back, and I didn't realize, uh, she she got, she, she's a smart cookie, man. And she would, she tapped the phones, like, at a certain point, but it didn't, it, like, with a modem. She just got static, right? Right, right. She didn't know what to do. She she tried the spyware thing, but I instantly knew how to get rid of that. Um, actually, I eventually started using that. I found a vulnerability in uh, this Christian ISP that she she bought for us, <laughs> and I started using their proxies to get on IRC. It was like helping me get get to the places she didn't want me to go. Uh, and uh, that company got very angry with me. As a matter of fact, they uh, they called our house. They were upset. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, there were there was opportunities to get into trouble, and I think she knew enough to peek her head around and, and see what I was doing. She actually moved the the computer to the living room so that I had to be on it near her vicinity um most most parents realize exactly what kids are doing whether the kids think so or not yeah i didn't think she knew for the longest time and then i started getting hip to it and was like uh i think when i was like 18 17 something like that i was like i think i want a laptop from ebay and uh i'm gonna go in my room now and more now <laughs> yeah there, there, there was yeah there there's a few things whenever i was a kid that i, I could have swore up and down i was getting away with all the time nowadays nope. i'm like i'm like i don't know I, I don't know if they do or not but if they knew oh, they I, I i just des- i deserved to have the to, to have the guillotine dropped on me <sighs> yeah yeah oh yeah totally well so that and that's the thing right like she she even knew that i was i was hacking stuff Mm -hmm. um luckily i i kind of developed this ethos early on uh or ethic or whatever you want to call it of um don't hack military or government 
uh, don't hack credit for credit cards or money and uh, don't brag or do it for fame. And really those three rules are the things that get people busted. And those are the things that attorney generals will prosecute. Well, what, what, what about hacking if you're pissed off? Uh, revenge hacks are not a good idea either. No, okay. that's a terrible idea. Um, I'm, I'm guilty of it, but I, I absolutely, those are the types of things that you mess up on. Cause you're, you're, there's, there's feelings involved and yeah. there's, there's like investment. What you should hack for, if you're going to hack illegally, do it for exploration purposes and don't damage anything and try not to get caught <laughs> is my, is my best, uh, risk, uh, mitigating advice. Uh, my best advice, honestly, is don't illegally hack, but um, if, you, if think, you're going to do it, try to be a gray hat, not yeah. not a black hat. Yeah, for real. Like that's that's honestly, it's and that that didn't keep me out of uh, trouble for a hundred percent of the time. There's yeah. there's a certain time where things got bad, <laughs> but luckily it was a go nowhere case, and it it went away. Okay. Okay. All right. So we're heading to question five now, and this this is the point where I will uh, I will entirely give you the four ratchet up or down however much you want, sure. uh, redact however much you, you want. Uh, but but by what you told me at the top of the podcast, th this this would amount to would amount to uh, a, a world exclusive right here, right? Yeah, pretty much. I would say going okay. into this depth. Oh, okay. So, th th this th this is not Dan's side of the Krebs story. Yeah. Well, so the Krebs story, if uh, people aren't familiar with, um, started. I'm actually wearing a T-shirt related to this story. Spam house lied. People died. It's obviously joke people didn't <laughs> die but, uh, you never know with these spam house people they're, they don't seem to take jokes too well and uh same with crubs so uh <laughs> what happened was uh, uh an owner of an uh, service company an isp uh, vincent canfield gex colo on twitter um we i i'd have a i'd have a server on his platform for quite a while and uh i forget why i even was talking with him at one point but i had just casually mentioned that i was working on some kind of project with spoofing packets and was getting really frustrated that uh that i got booted off of enforce which enforce is like a uh they're they're notorious for being sort of bulletproof is at least as far as uh dcma or dmca whatever the hell it is yeah. uh the copyright strikes go but they booted me because spam house had said that i was doing stuff and i was like well that's that's not true i, I don't spam and uh and so 
it turned out they their their technician said well you were port scanning and i said well that's never been a problem with you guys before why is it a problem now and uh they they said well spam mouse said it's a problem so it is i was like uh, okay this is that that's fucking crazy and uh i, I had to jump through all these hoops uh to get my server back online and stuff like that. And that, that actually inspired me to prove why blacklisting people was a bad idea just for port scanning. Um, <clears throat> and so when you port scan the internet, you blast out send packets, one packet. Uh, to see if a port's open. And if the port is open, it'll respond back with an ACK or a SYNAC or whatever it is. SYN, ACK, SYNAC, right? Um, so SYN flood to the entire internet and then for port 443, let's say, and uh, you wait for all the ACKs to come back and that's, that's what a port scan is. Um, they blacklisted me for doing that. I knew if I just spoofed my IP address, I could send uh, SYN packets out to the entire internet as anybody I wanted to and blacklist anybody I wanted. It's easy, simple thing to do. Um, I had enough eyeballs on me at the time that I knew if I had done something like uh, spoof scanned from something big or something important, I would absolutely have my door kicked in. It's just, it was going to happen. And so I, this is where Vincent came in. I brought that kind of conundrum to him, that issue with him. And he's like, well, I own an ISP. Why don't you just spoof one of my IPs and I'll record the traffic from my end. And that way it's completely separate from you. And you can show definitive proof that it's, this is the case. And so that's what we did. Uh, he, he took an unallocated IP address from his network that was not even lit up or it, it was lit up, but it was uh, a dead port that he could, passively sniff I think I forget exactly how it worked but it was not in use it wasn't a customer IP and it wasn't his IP uh, it was just owned by him and I spoof scanned from that IP the entire internet and he got the pcaps of all of the acts coming back and the ICMP unreachable and all that stuff and we presented our results to uh the public and we we presented them to spam house too though and they uh they denied it like they just flat out said no you that's not you're not right you're you're wrong yeah. and we're like well no you were literally right here's a video <laughs> <laughs> and and uh they didn't like that and they kept saying no and they they like they did these really weird tactics. Like they had these bizarre sock puppet accounts that they would fuck with us on. It's so strange. Uh, and so the register wrote the article that they wrote 
and uh, Vincent, for the most part, uh, was the one who who handled the media contact. Um, and we, the story was kind of, you know, it was fun and it was a thing. And then it kind of went away. And uh, I, I don't know the exact timeline of things, but somebody at some point started uh, spoof scanning banks. And that was an issue. That was like, fuck, okay. That was an unexpected consequence of this. Wasn't, wasn't aware that somebody would take it to that level. Uh, I put out a public thing on the packet tell uh, Twitter saying, hey, that's considered critical infrastructure. If you're not aware, that's a problem. Um, stop, right? Mm -hmm. and, uh, and they eventually stopped. But uh, I, I don't know if that happened before or after the Krebs thing, but that may have been why Krebs got involved. Or it was just because Krebs is friends with the Spam House people. I don't remember the timeline exactly. But at some point, Krebs gets angry about this. And after it had died down and gone away, like things were getting quiet and back to normal, like kind of had our fun and went away. And he just, he, he drops a tweet that linked to like my information and my employer specifically, mm -hmm. um, who he insinuates in the tweet uh, is going to be angry that I had publicly done things and tried to get me fired essentially is what he did um and the same thing with uh vincent although vincent luckily for for his his uh self you know he does his own thing he's he's self-sufficient he's he's got a little less uh surface area to be worried about um when it comes to maintaining separation of online personas versus uh, real life. And that's something that I've always strived to really keep separate. And, and unfortunately now I can't, like there's no, there's no turning back. Mm. So uh, seven hours later, something like that, he deletes the tweet after the just amazing uproar from the InfoSec and hacking community, like everybody just dogpiled on them. And seriously, thank you. Thank you for all the support. Um, it, it changed, it changed my uh, future, like for real. Um, having that community support changed the way this played out hundred percent. Without that support, I absolutely would have been fired. Um, I would have, I, things just would have been really bad for me. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I'm super thankful to everybody for, uh, for the outcry out and the, the support, uh, the positive comments, um, because that, that played a role in what was to happen over the next few months. And, 
there is a lot of bad stuff that happened um, after that. Like, just a lot of it. It's, it's pretty bad. Like, um, and I, I had an opportunity to, a few opportunities to to talk to major newspapers and reporters and stuff like that and clear my name or whatever. And I I asked them, please don't, like, this needs to die. It has to go away or else I'm fucked. Like, I don't know. I, and I I value my career. I value my uh, the work that I've done, the work that I've built for myself, the career that I built for myself, all that uh, a lot. And uh, you know, the prospect of having that kind of ripped away because I dared to speak the truth in a meme-ish kind of way and mm. like a, a semi-rude kind of way be blunt it wasn't the nicest way to disclose but they also were lying and continued to lie that they were vulnerable to this issue um and so yeah we we fired all the cannons to to make it funny and to if you make it funny and interesting people are gonna take notice and they exactly. did um and i don't know i i guess it, so i i didn't realize this until after a few days but he has this history of of doing this to people and i mean like this is is also what he does he just doxes people and like uncovers the people behind the headlines and uh but he also does it to regular what i would call regular citizens mm -hmm. uh, a good example is somebody wrote a bad review of his book on amazon and he docks them the same way and put their information it's still the tweet's still up as far as i understand you could probably wow. still find it um so it was a really dick move on his part like he he really tried to get me fired like he tried his hardest to get me fired and it almost worked but luckily um not only did i have the great support that i had but i had uh people that were on my side that were not dumb in in my workplace and that made the right calls and the right decisions and that's why i you know i've been there for over seven years Love that place. I love it. Yeah. I'm not going to say it publicly. I, I don't. Yeah, that's, that's I don't cool. want people to to dig that stuff up. But it's um, it's something that I'm proud of, and I, I, I yeah, I'm super proud of it. Um, little side note on that is Mitnick had uh, sent me a message, a private message on LinkedIn saying oh you work at blah good to know and then uh, something like that i have the i have the thing and put it up the screenshot but i just i, I wrote back is this a threat is it because it seems like it is and uh you know i i left it at that and i i've given mitnick the least amount of airtime 
as I humanly possibly can because I want him to be irrelevant as he deserves to be. <laughs> and that's kind of my side of it. Like that's uh, that's really what happened. Krebs uh, uh, has been asked about this publicly and uh, he's been, his answer is, I didn't dox him. I did so-and-so and he used some other word. And what he did is he's right. He didn't dox me necessarily. But instead, he tried to get me fired, which is, in my opinion, way fucking worse. So congratulations, I guess, on being worse than just doxing. Yeah, let, let, that, let that be the lesson, boys and girls. Don't screw with somebody's personal life. That's not right. It doesn't matter who they are. Dang it. Yeah, I mean, so I'm a realist, right? And I understand people are going to get doxed uh after this people are gonna screw with other people's personal lives for for matters that happened on the internet but one thing i will say is for the black hats out there um if you're publicly doxing somebody and you drop their docs on pastebin or whatever you are actively helping investigators track this person down and you're snitching you're basically a snitch you're so stop snitching, okay? Get stitches. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, for, for the white hat that wants to do the doxing stuff and drop it publicly, you're fucking with somebody's career over what? There's a large community of people that are in the white hat community. I use that very lightly because I don't consider any of their behavior to be white hat. Um, but there's a large community that's been doxing people for uh, reasons that are ranging from alleged things uh, like sexual harassment and stuff to actual things like sexual harassment that's proven. But uh, like they're, they're doing it for social causes that have this huge flexibility of what's righteous and what's not and where do you draw the line and where do you stop messing with somebody's career in my opinion you don't you just don't you can mess with them on a personal level without messing with them publicly if you have their phone number or their address and stuff get their power shut off do something inventive <laughs> like uh i think uh, I think Cybersex Stu had uh, come up with uh, send send the fire trucks to their house. Don't call it SWAT team though. You're gonna kill somebody if you keep calling the SWAT team. Yeah. Stop that garbage. But uh, long story short, maybe just stop publicly doxing people because it's not helpful. It's, all it's gonna do, especially for people that are bad and kind of deserving of doxing and trust me i've doxed people publicly and i look back on it and regret it um it, it just is going to embolden them though it's going to it's going to make them angrier and they're just going to dig their heels in very rarely are you going to publicly dox somebody and it's going to turn out good it's just not going to happen the only time 
publicly doxing somebody is appropriate is if they're maybe committing crimes against kids or something like that. That they and even then I would say don't publicly dox them. Fucking send an anonymous tip somewhere. Yeah, if you, if you've uh, got proof somebody's committing a crime, send it to the freaking authorities. And right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, and I'm not, I'm not the type to to get the authorities involved at any point. Uh, that's just not me. But if uh, if if you're gonna do something, then do that. Because yeah. uh, just publicly doxing people and and messing with them is it's it's a, a line that's crossed that it's irreversible first of all for the most part and it's something that accomplishes nothing except for an escalation and and if i was not in the place that i was mentally at the time which luckily was a good place and i had a good sense of humor about the whole thing I don't know how I would have reacted. And I, I'm not saying that as like a threat or anything. I'm just saying that as, I don't know how I literally would have reacted. Mm-hmm. I have issues, man. Like I, I have massive depression issues. I have anger issues, stuff like that, that I was working through at the time. And uh, man, thank God I was on an upswing because like, I, I don't know what would have happened if I was having like a paranoid attack or something like that or anxiety. And uh, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to put Krebs in a situation where he he's doing more than what happened. I'm just trying to say to people out there that uh, think twice before publicly doxing somebody, really think twice. If it's going to help, in some way, it, in, in a big way, actually, um, make sure that it's going to help in a big way without other alternatives. Because uh, I don't know, I, I don't see any reason to publicly dox somebody. I just don't. Right. There's some people that are, are like, oh, well, what about the Nazis? Yeah, okay. I mean, what's that accomplishing? It's getting them fired so that they can be angry and go and fucking shoot somebody up. Like, that's, that's not going to help. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. There's, there, there, there's the story behind it. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's, let, let's dive into something a little more lighthearted. Sure. Okay, so Sorry, uh, like <laughs> oh no 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 I I I I figured that there was that the that that story could go a little deep, but that's fine. Um, you know, it's 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 a story that I know me personally. I was curious about because because uh, uh, as I'd mentioned to you before, it's uh, you know I I really only truly stumbled upon your account right about the time that that was happening. Oh, okay. um, it, it's it, and you know granted uh granted at that point in time i I, you know i jumped on the uh support bandwagon but from everything i could read at the time i was like you know it's it 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 sounds it it sounds like krebs did him dirty so 
you know, it may be bandwagon at that time, but it was the right bandwagon to be on. Yeah, and, uh, I appreciate it, man. Like, well, it's, it it, it's, and just just talking to you already for how long we have talked, I I I could tell you're a good guy. Shit, you know, we if if we were in the same town, you'd probably be somebody I'd say, okay, hey, let me go buy you a beer. Yeah, right? I, that'd be great. That'd be cool. Yeah. So 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 I I I know for certain that you know I I jumped on the right band wagon that day. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. And like I, I, something that I so I wrote a medium post. I guess I I responded in some way. Uh, just because I, I had to at least, I had to at least clear the air on, on some things because uh, there's a lot of questions being asked, and, and this was also a mitigation attempt to to stop the the media frenzy that was about to happen. But there was a a sh- pretty short post that I had written. Uh, but I, I, I kind of went into some of the detail, um, but you know, the behind the scenes stuff that actually happened, it was, uh, it was rough. Like there was a lot of really, it went for months. It was really, it was really bad. There was a lot of really bad things that happened that I can't, I won't specifically mention, but, um, you're on the other side of it now. It, like fighting against that stuff was not easy yeah. and uh like having to make decisions that i made uh there's there's i think everything worked out the best it possibly could have yeah. and uh i'm hopeful that it won't happen again maybe but you know hearing him hearing him say that he was he feels okay with what he did and uh that it wasn't doxing me and blah 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 that that was really disappointing to hear because that that to me was like okay well when's the next time he's going to do it again to somebody that's relatively innocent and and this was what i was trying to get at is i'm not completely innocent i'm not a an angel um i do i I, I, nobody's an angel right yeah Um, of course but I don't, I'm not a fucking career criminal. I literally am a career, career guy and, uh, or try to be. And, um, you know, if, if I'm guilty of something, it's, uh, it's the same things that every pen tester or bug bunny person is guilty of at some point. And that's, um, where, is the scope where are the lines and uh you got to be really careful with that stuff and sometimes you do stupid things you can't be stupid you gotta stop being dumb (laughs) and so that's my that's my goal in life is to stop being dumb but uh you know should be for all of us (laughs) what's that should be for all of us yeah yeah i mean so i i i just i haven't uh especially in regards to the spam house stuff and the whole story of how that went down. It was really, we did it in the most non-malicious way possible. I talked to, um, like I had legal counsel. I, I, I worked my ass off to do that in a legal, but 
provocative way and uh to have the fallout happen like it did it was just it sucked it really did <laughs> yeah yeah I, I i i can only imagine uh, how bad it was um yeah I, I i can just tell whenever whenever you say it was bad i'm not going into it but it was bad i could just I, I I could tell by looking at your face that it was it, it was tough. It was you know it was tough. Uh, it it was okay and like I didn't have an issue with it. Uh, even mentally, like, like I wasn't depressed or sad or worried or anything for a good month, maybe two, and then man, it got quiet and somebody asked me about it or it came up again and. Like that's that's when it started. Just it got hard psychologically. Like yeah. that was uh yeah yeah it started getting rough. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, d- well, d- definitely moving on to some more sure, lighthearted sure. stuff. Yeah, um, good. I uh, it's some something I always like to ask people about because it's a it's a different experience anywhere you go. Um, you're uh, you're over on the west coast uh i at at some level considering the time zones we talked about um so uh i i i know that i know that west coast food is is um it's its own particular beast compared to every place else in the country so what, what what's what, what's probably your favorite dish that it would be hard to find if you we're not on the west coast Ooh, that's a really good question um i'm gonna say i think the the seafood and um like korean barbecue is kind of uh any of the asian kind of cuisines are are really well done out here and you know we have a we have a, a high population of uh of asian people that uh have amazing restaurants and amazing uh kind of culture that they bring to the communities and uh i haven't really found that in a standout way anywhere else um, I'm sure there's some places on the East Coast that do sushi well and do do the same things well, but uh, I I didn't live far enough east when I lived on the East Coast to live near the oceans. So I uh, I don't know. I never I, I'm a really so I'm a super picky eater, really picky, and I, I'm a really picky eater of simple simple things <laughs> like. Uh, yeah, give me like a, a bacon burger at any any restaurant, <laughs> and I'll take it. Um, versus like I don't like seafood a lot. Um, I think uh, last time I had seafood was with uh, if not Pike, <laughs> we had uh, we got together and went for sushi, and uh, that was a really good time. I. I'm so picky that uh, I people say In-N-Out Burger is the place. 
I don't like In and Out. I gotta say, you, you guys are crazy for liking In and Out. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I have not run into anybody that is that, that has waffled in their opinion on In and Out Burger. Yeah, it's either one or the other, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, so I'll I'll be honest. When every time I ever had In and Out, um, you know, my, my big thing wasn't the burger; it was the fries. Yeah, I I I, I, I like their fries. fries. Yeah. Sure. Um, Animal style, yeah. Oh, so, 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 the secret so, menu. So, 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 speak, secret speaking menu. of French fries, um, do, have has anybody ever told you the trick of what of how you can get hot fries any place you go? Like like hot, like they just cook. Uh, them? I, I, if it's the way we used to do it, we would say no salt. There you go. Is there it it? Go. Yeah. 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 Yeah, ab- absolutely. That's definitely the way to do it. And yeah, I, I, I decided to try that one time, and totally I'm, works. And you ask for salt packets, and then they get angry. But, well, <laughs> actually, I didn't ask for any salt packets. Oh, I just, no? I just decided to try it without the salt. Oh. And uh, I, I've, you know, granted, I've only done this at McDonald's, but between, you know, between whatever oh, really? oil it is they use and everything, huh. without the salt. There's actually a flavor there to it that that that, that I I can highly appreciate. Besides salt, there's a flavor. Yes, that's insane. <laughs> uh, wow. Uh, so it's mind blowing to me to uh, to even think of eating uh, McDonald's fries without salt. But I'll give it a try. I'm gonna have some McDonald's today. I think. I'm well, I, the, there's. I I I I remember one time I went to a uh, Wendy's. And normally mm. McDonald's is the only place I've ever tried to say no salt on my fries because McDonald's is the only place that can oversalt them pretty easily and on a semi-regular basis. Mm, okay? I know, I love it. And uh, it's, so I went to a Wendy's one time and I got fries and oh my gosh, I don't know what the fry cook was thinking whenever they salted that batch. I mean, like it literally was salt, <laughs> salt crusted potato sticks. Oh my gosh! It, it, yeah. And and the only reason I kept on eating them and eating them and eating them is because the fries were still cooked proper. So they so they had that that just the right softness in there. And I so I I was still I was still eating it because of the the texture of the fries, even though every bite was like ugh ugh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a, yeah, it, it's, it, 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 it's amazing the the things that uh, some of us will do whenever we are. Uh, picky eaters. Uh, yeah i mean yeah yeah that that's well said right like mm-hmm. i and i i piss my other half off to no end he uh he cooks a lot and he does he does a lot of really awesome things for me and uh i don't know where i'd be without him but uh he uh he hates it when i like I'll be like, no, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna get this burger <laughs> <laughs> instead of like this really awesome thing that he's made. And I don't know. I, yeah. Yeah. They, I, I've I had a uh, I, I had a conversation with uh, Nicole Beckwith before uh, mm. about uh, meat and cooks on meat. Yeah. Um, nice. And uh, and. I still stand by. I I prefer well done meat. I really. Yeah. I, I well. I'm I'm a I'm a texture eater. 
textures can can quickly make me gag on something or just be just the right experience interesting now whenever whenever you take the idea of cooks on meats whether it's steak hamburger whatever and actually take it out into into the quote-unquote real world yeah um you know a majority of places you go to especially with a burger you you say i want it well done and they bring you back something that has at least uh at least a half millimeter of charcoal on either side of it um but if you don't say well done then is then they might underdo it okay yeah but Um, but the 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 beauty is whenever you go to a play especially a steak place a high quality steak place mm-hmm. that it, and you can order a well done steak and it comes and there is no pink anywhere to be found in it but there is no charcoal anywhere to be found on it and mm. it still is juicy that's talent that is extreme talent that's very talented. Yeah. I, I, huh. So, like, you, but you'll go to like a, a Morton's and order well done. I I, I will order well done anywhere, wow. and 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 if for some odd reason I'm at a place that they overdo it, then mm-hmm. I know how to get a one. Oh, okay. And yeah. Yeah, okay. but it's, but I will only do that with steaks anymore. I've stopped doing that with burgers. I, I refuse to go to what, like in one of the most common places that that happens, Applebee's. Okay. You know, I, I will not go to an Applebee's or a Chili's or places like that anymore and ever order a burger because almost without fail, well done burgers have a, have a charcoal layer on either side. Yeah. So yeah. I, I well, just I think, won't do that anymore. I think generally speaking, you're probably right. The, the steakhouses are the best place to get uh a properly well done steak or burger um because in general i think line cooks think oh here's a well done order well i'll just leave it on until i remember about it and they'll make other stuff and leave it just cooking until oblivion and then they're like okay well it's been cooking for 30 minutes at <laughs> Well, there's, and, and their grills are probably turned too high as well. Yeah, exactly. is, is the other problem on that. So. Hmm. Interesting. I, I've not, there's not very many people that will uh, openly admit to the uh, well done crowd. Well, it, well, uh, well even whenever old. you talk, even whenever you talk about sushi, you uh-huh. know, say, sushi, I, uh, I'm not a fish person. Yeah, me I'm not a fish person. Really not. And, and I've, I've tried, you know, I've had people press me to try again a few times in the past and mm-hmm. I've tried for them and it still, it just doesn't work. Yeah. Um, but it's not good. You take me to, like you take me to the right sushi restaurant and I guarantee you I can find things that I would like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like just something as simple as a vegetable roll. Yeah. Those that, are great. That, that, that's, that's good stuff. Or, um, Hey, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what it would be called elsewhere. I it, it's one that I know by the name of monkey balls. But right. but but really really what it is is uh is a sushi roll with imitation crab and cream cheese and they slice it up and then they they bread the slices up and fry them. Huh. Yeah, that sounds good. 
I have or, never heard of that. Uh, it, I'm, hmm. Or the the, the the one that I have told a number of people about and people are, and by the end of this calendar year, they're probably going to tire of hearing this story from me. But, uh, it, but uh, I was in Kansas for a little while and uh, there was this place in central Kansas, it was a sushi place. And, uh, you know, I, I've had other people tell me that it was, it was a good fresh sushi place. Okay, great. But I was told, hey, there's some additional stuff on their menu. And the one time I went, I, I looked and I tried that additional stuff, which includes something called a jackass roll. Okay. And it was like, it, it was basically like a pulled pork barbecue plate in a sushi roll, including huh. the French, including wow. the French fries, even the French That's fries so were in it. So. Uh, it, and where, uh, I'm sorry, where, whereabouts was this? That, that was, was this in your hometown? That, that, that was off in the middle of Kansas. In Camilla, Kansas. Wow. Yeah. Well, okay. So that's good in one sense because anything that's more than like a six hour drive from the ocean. Mm -mm. Oh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. The good thing is, is that the, the people that, that talk to me and tell me about sushi are people that are perfectly aware of, uh, of, uh, if, fish is fresh or not if you know if they did a good job with the sushi or not so yeah yeah it, it's it, it's uh it's information i can trust um but yeah i've i've uh lived both on the uh texas coast and on the georgia coast and uh mm -hmm. you know by by far by far i mean that's th those are seafood areas without a doubt yeah yeah i i think uh i recall i've been in austin and uh a few places in Texas, actually, uh, Austin, San Antonio, and somewhere else. And uh, I do do recall there being a lot of seafood around, and uh, completely disgusted by it, and <laughs> ordered my burger as usual. Uh, but yeah, the uh, um, I, I'd never heard of a, a barbecue thing in this sea, like a sushi roll. That yep. sounds good. That sounds interesting. Yeah. I'll say the uh, the California sushi rolls. I can do those. That's mm -hmm. crab and it's like crab paste or something. <laughs> uh, but uh, the spicy California roll is the is the key because it's yeah. it's super spicy, and then you dip it in the the green wasabi sauce or whatever, mm -hmm. and then it doesn't taste like anything except for burning and hot in pain and then it's good <laughs> it doesn't doesn't taste like fish <laughs> <laughs> nice. okay uh, okay so, so speaking of food this 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 is something that i remember encountering for the first time in utah and i think i think utah may have been the source of it originally but i think it's a west coast thing now okay fry sauce what is it fry sauce uh like or not no. it's 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 basically it, it, it's basically a one-to-one -one ketchup and mayonnaise oh yeah i was just gonna say is that ketchup and mayonnaise yeah yeah it's it, 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 i forget yeah, the i, I forget the restaurant there. that i went to in utah but it was pat it, it was actually packaged together as fry sauce and then all of a sudden uh all, all of a sudden in the stores are starting to see uh i think it's heinz uh yeah, you know put, you, you know it, but they, they, but they went they went stupid mayo chip I'm like what what pick a better pick a better name than mayo chip 
I think they I think they put it for vote or something stupid like that. And and obviously the internet probably picked the most <laughs> dumb one. <laughs> but yeah, uh I I think that that should be classified as a, a war crime, honestly. That <laughs> shouldn't, shouldn't all exist. Right, all right, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> the uh, mayo the mayo and ketchup thing, I've never understood. I've only maybe in the past 10 years or so started liking mayonnaise enough to not demand that it's scraped or like not existent on my burgers and stuff like i can handle <laughs> it being there i don't i still don't like it like and i think it's because uh i was i was scarred as a kid growing up with um the other one uh, how is it hellman's or it's not mayonnaise. It's something like mayonnaise, but it's like yeah, I, yeah. I know. What you, I know what you're talking about. It's, yeah, it's freaking just... just terrible crap. And so, uh, like that, like my mom would use it everywhere. She'd use it in like tuna and stuff. And like I'm like, oh god, I hate tuna. It's so disgusting. And it was because she was using this, this crap and there's people out there that are going to be really super angry that i'm saying this but uh the the thing that's not mayonnaise whatever it is it's the hellman's i think or something but it's just terrible it's it's sour and gross and yeah Yeah. well i i had similar experience with uh with the artificial sweetener Mm, uh, it's because yeah because yeah, my mother never had it, it the only time she would ever use sugar in the house is if she was baking a batch of chocolate chip cookies mm, okay. um, and good chocolate chip cookies especially whenever she cook them just where just just a little bit of crispy on the outside yeah, and all chewy on the inside all oh. um but uh but outside of that it was sweet and low and diet dr pepper hmm and yeah. so I, I, I grew up with that really being the only source of sweetener in the house. So mm-hmm. I would drink Diet Dr. Pepper like it was nothing. And I would use sweetener all the time if I had tea or whatever. Yeah. But, um, but at one point, all that aspartame started to taste like chemicals and not yeah. an artificial version of sweet. And now I can pick out artificial yeah. sweet e- even if it's stevia or anything else, mm-hmm. I can pick out artificial sweeteners from five miles away. Yeah, it, it it's just it's I, I you know it's, I I don't need to ingest the sugar that I do sometimes, but I can't do the artificial stuff. I just can't. Yeah, so, I yeah, agree. That, that's a, that's a battle right there. I agree wholeheartedly, and the uh, the it, that that makes it even more insane is that I'm a picky eater, and then I'm on top of that a picky eater about. I don't really like a lot of chemicals these days. I don't like a lot of unnatural stuff and i'm not like this super uber hippie or anything but i just I, it's not good it just doesn't taste good yeah it tastes like trash yeah and by the way it's miracle whip that's the double. ah there you go there you go miracle whip. Awful stuff, man. <laughs> terrible uh but yeah the uh the whole thing with food I, i've noticed my, my palate does change over time like there'll be things that I'll try again. Um, I think I tried uh, like octopus or something like that. Wow. And it was fried and I forget what it's called. Calamari maybe. 
Mm. And uh, I was like, oh, this is good. I liked it. And I was okay with it. I don't know what was wrong with me. Maybe I was slipped something earlier. Who knows? It happened. But uh, I was able to eat it and it, it was good. And I'm sure if uh, somebody were to offer it to me right now, I would probably throw it on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see what happens in another couple of years. Maybe there I'll be go. back on the uh, on the octopus train. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, venturing to question number seven. Um, are you uh, are you more of a reading books type person or watching TV movies type person? Uh, I'm not so good on the book learning. Um, <laughs> I uh, I actually have not read a book. Uh, manuals are different than books. Mm -hmm. So a book for entertainment, twenty years probably maybe more that's pretty sad that's not a good thing or anything that i'm proud of uh in fact it's something that i want to change this year hopefully uh but i just so i have two things that work against me i have insane add like it i'm very well put together right now and it's only because i am this is like my 11 a.m. because I only woke up a few hours ago uh, because I have huge sleep disturbance issues. So uh, I'm like pretty well, you know, having a good conversation back and forth. I'm not going too off, off the rails, but this is me at my best. <laughs> like it doesn't it doesn't get any better than this. And uh, I actually forgot what I was going to get at. What was the question again? <laughs> reading books. Oh yeah, reading books. Uh, so I have that the ADD not being able to pay attention to stuff. So I'll read. I'll get in these loops where I'll read a, a paragraph over and over and over again, and I, I don't know what's wrong with me. I just do. Like it's it's a it's a it's actually a problem. Yeah. Um, and then uh, like I my eyes are messed up and i really need to get glasses like real glasses these are these are actually gaming glasses i yeah um, I, I, I could work. i could see the yellow tint yeah yeah i'm actually gonna take them off because they're starting to hurt my eyes um but so so if it's gonna mess with continuity though i can uh i can put them back on <laughs> but uh so yeah the uh i i need them literally like i i need glasses i just i haven't ever gotten many um but i i struggle with that i think uh i think if i had like better vision to be able to read clearly um and then uh maybe take an adderall before <laughs> i might be able to get through a book and so that's the goal is to try and uh either get the eye thing fixed out or something figure out some kind of uh fix for it because i'll 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 miss critical parts of books by not reading paragraphs entirely mm -hmm. and i was in this weird program when i was a kid uh and they taught us how to read differently than normal it was really strange looking back on it actually but like they would teach us how to 
like it was like skim reading oh like speed you, reading yeah 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 it, but it met I, I don't think that's a good thing to teach kids to do first like or, or first no them. without a doubt i i i know for me uh, speed reading um it it, it came in hand I, basically my parents kind of forced my hand to take it to, to take a speed reading class uh-huh. but it it came in handy with uh with uh some of the college classes i did okay um because yeah. well because yeah. for me if i stick a book in front of my face <laughs> i i can get about halfway down the page before it's like the the only way i could describe the feeling is like the words are trying to drill through my eyeballs yeah it it, it just there's like a literal pain that starts yeah and uh you know it it just and i just lose lose the focus in it at all uh, at that point and it's just hard to keep going in that case yeah it's really rough it's it's something that like i i actually really enjoyed reading when i was when i was a kid in grade school um i would read R.L. Stein, I think it was. There's some some author that wrote like these horror stories, but they were for kids, so they weren't too bad. But they were bad enough. Like I was actually surprised they allowed us to read those. But anyways, uh, I loved reading them. Like they they were, you know, you. There's something to be said for books. They get your your mind going. They get your uh, imagination going. They make parts of your brain fire that uh, that don't fire when you're just spoon fed something on a mm. TV screen or on a screen, and uh, I miss that for sure. So I I guess my answer in short would be I would prefer it if I was a reader because I recall those times and I recall them being awesome. Um, but at this time, uh, I just mostly stick to the tv sadly <laughs> <laughs> okay um all right question number eight um what was probably your favorite band in high school favorite band in high school uh was nirvana followed by like weezer and i like guns and roses for a little bit but then i realized how douchey they were and... like axel uh but yeah i was i was a rock kid for sure which caused issues obviously (laughs) oh yeah Yeah, uh, nirvana for sure uh was the top um i was i was one of those that didn't ever see them live but i was I remember being really impacted when uh, Kirk killed himself. I was really uh, tore up about that. Did you, it, were you somebody that would go to go, go to concerts? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh yeah, uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I went to concerts. I played in a band and stuff. Like, I uh, I used to love the concerts that we'd have. Um, there was a, uh, I think it was once a month or twice a month something like that they would go to the local uh, american legion mm-hmm. and uh it was like this open open floor that uh they rented out 
and they actually had good equipment like they would hook up huge pa speakers and there would usually be a drum set there and then microphones and there was a guy that would that would mix and it was like 10 bucks to get in or something like that and but it was all like kids it was it wasn't for adults it was like maybe 21 and under i I would say Uh, it definitely was not a lot of adults there at all yeah there's like maybe 10 tops probably more like five uh and they were all the people that were that owned the production company and stuff uh but anyway so they would it was battle of the bands kind of deal and uh like my friends would put their shows on and i would have a great time just uh like getting in the mosh pit and having fun mosh pits are very fun i still go in them sometimes but it's harder like when you're older Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah i i I only ever i only ever have been to one concert yeah oh wow just just one oh my goodness Uh, yeah and and uh, the reason I the, the reason I even went is because uh, I was like whenever when, whenever I was growing up, uh, you know, once again that sheltered life yeah. as a kid, um, really all my music consisted of uh, classical music, jazz music, and mm. uh, and uh, Christian music. All right. Yeah. So after after i had a little bit more control over stuff and you know the people i was around and everything um one of the uh one of the groups i got introduced to was insane cloud posse okay okay so the the first time i ended up in vegas um i you know i was you know planning out ahead of time and i looked and i was like Oh well, hell yeah! Um, nice. Insane Cl- Clown Posse is playing House of Blues at Mandalay Bay while I'm there, wow. and so, uh, so so I went ahead and got a ticket to go to that show, um, and, and it, it was it was partly in an effort to you know be able to tell the friend that introduced me to him, hey, I actually went to to one of their shows, <laughs> um, and uh, so I remember uh, you know I remember standing. Uh, uh, and the outer area of the house of blues and uh waiting for everybody to be let in you know looking around and you know you see all the requisite uh you know juggalos there and sure. everything um and the one thing that stuck out to me though was uh that there was a uh, one lady there that had her uh look like you know maybe somewhere between eight ten year old son there with her oh uh, okay that's interesting okay um and then got in to the concert and uh and uh there was a uh, one band that um wasn't on the bill that you know play uh, played ahead and mm-hmm. uh it was a it was an all-girl band whenever they you know whenever they got up there it was like okay all right let's let's see how this is they were a screamo band nice a screamo band Hell yeah I, I, it, it, them are awesome it, it, it's, it, it's like you know hey more more power to them but granted that was the last thing i expected because i <laughs> i had not had not before then heard uh any any uh uh not men doing yeah. the d- doing the the scream and growl oh and they everything. do it good women yeah. uh women can do screamo 
uh, oftentimes way better than guys. Yeah, totally. Uh, and yeah. It, I, like, I was surprised by it too because you don't you don't expect that. But uh, yeah, they can belt it out, and like yeah. usually they have the stamina uh, that guys don't take the time to build, and they're better at it. Yeah. Is, and of course, the 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 interesting the, the interesting part of the opening act was the the uh, last opening act before uh, ICP took the stage was Coolio. Oh wow! And jeez, when I, I, was as, this? Oh, this is this has been nearly nearly a decade ago at this point. Oh, okay. Um, so pretty recent, though. Yeah, it's a bit, it, it, but uh, you know, recent for Coolio. Coolio was <laughs> at, at that age at that point where you know he still had his trademark tiny dreads, but oh. there was there was literally Princess Leia patches of his <laughs> tiny dreads. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, oh, did he glue them on, or that's that's all there was 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 right there. <laughs> That's very funny. So, and and, and I'm I'm Oracle, pretty yeah. I'm pretty certain that uh, his uh, all of his uh, backup musicians were probably extended family. It, oh my it, gosh! It it, it, it didn't look Oof. like that sounds it, like a rough. Well, I mean they 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 were fine. They they were fine. Mm. They just they they just didn't carry the air of a touring group to me. Yeah, it sounds like a tough watch. Like you're, and not not that it was bad, but that you were like feeling embarrassed for them, maybe. Let's let's just say this: Vanilla Ice right now, there we go, still puts on still puts on a better overall show than Coolio did. That (laughs) I would agree with that 100%. Vanilla (laughs) Ice puts on a friggin' really good show. He's very good. I uh, I thought he was awesome when I saw him live. And then he was at DefCon, I think, recently, wasn't he? Can, 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 can you believe that Vanilla Ice is almost 50? Yeah, no, that's it's crazy. I, he, he has, he has uh, aged very well. Very yeah. well. Yeah, he, uh, he is one of the lucky ones. Yep. I'm, uh, I, I, I consider myself to be pretty lucky in that department as well. I, I don't know when it's all going to fall apart, but it's it's hey, bound to sometime soon. I, I I have already I have already had a back and forth with uh with, with a few people mainly uh mainly uh from the badass army about mm. about they thought that I was younger than them. <laughs> and and, and fi- finally I so there was a there was an episode I put up a couple of nights ago uh where I had a group of them on and mm-hmm. uh and finally during during that time that uh, i spent with them i finally had them like okay yeah yeah i see it i i i, I can see how you're older <laughs> <laughs> so oh, it is they're, 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 they're saying it's the beard and and, and i'm like goodness oh, sakes yeah, I, okay that's true yeah that, but, that but, but and, and i told him i was like goodness sakes i started growing out the beard because i because i started having the gray coming in i was like yeah yeah you know if the gray is coming in you know let, let's right. let, let's give it a let, let's give it a good canvas to be on <laughs> <laughs> that's so. a good uh i like that all right yeah huh. i'm gonna remember that because it's starting yep. like I'm, the gray is starting well, mm-hmm. I had, like this uh this camera it uh it, it zooms in an amazing amount and I usually use it to to get a relative zoom so that it's 
proper right mm -hmm. and uh man when it's zoomed up too close mm -mm, no. <laughs> all that gray comes out and i'm like no <laughs> uh but yeah no I, i'll uh if i could throw one question in i'll throw one to you uh okay what, what would you guess my age is i'll tell you if you're close unless you already know it in which case oh no. No, no 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 i i i don't know it but uh but if if you're if if you're uh, anywhere near my age, then that means you would have been born somewhere in the general vicinity of 1980. Uh, well, okay, so yes, pretty much. We'll we'll keep it there exactly. Okay. In fact, um, however, because I'm gay, I'm 28 forever. Ah, wow. It's just okay. a thing. Like that's, I don't, I don't write the rules. That's okay. just how it works. Okay. I don't know. Twenty-eight forever. I learned something new. Forever. <laughs> you I never go past new. twenty-eight. <laughs> All the way. Twenty-eight. There you go. In ten years from now, I'll be twenty-eight as well. There you go. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now, now I know. I will remember that. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a true story. Okay. Okay. Um. All right. Question number nine. Um, Ooh, it sounds like it might be a tough one. Yeah. Okay. Here, here, here we go. Here we go. Um, so let's just say you've learned that you just be, that, that you're going to be adopted by parents from Hollywood mm. who uh, who but but you get the choice though you know they they, they, they don't select you you select them okay. who who would be parent one and who would be parent two um so I'll give you two answers because I know what you're looking for you're looking for Hollywood actors and actors and stuff like that, right? Yeah. So, but first, I'm going to give you my real answer, which would be uh, my buddy uh, Power Cycle on Twitter. That's his at symbol. But he's he's close enough to Hollywood that uh, I would I would totally be adopted by Ken and 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 his uh, family. He's he got an amazing family, and I love Ken to death, man. He's great. Uh, power cycle is is a really kick-ass dude so uh shouts to him um but uh celebrity wise i think uh hmm man who are good parents out there <laughs> um or who would be the most fun i guess how old am I when this is happening? <laughs> right now? Now? Oh. Oh. Uh, Marilyn Manson. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd, uh, I, I think he's probably a single dad, but we could, we'll go with that. 
did, did you see whenever he uh, did that uh, that uh, guest stint on uh, Sons of Anarchy? Uh, I did not. No, I haven't checked that out yet. I, it, I've seen bits and pieces of it, but he seemed to do an interesting job on it. It, it, it was it was in uh, one of the later seasons. Um, whenever He's in prison, there, though, right? yeah, the, yeah, they, they, yeah okay. there was a that uh, they were. Uh, it was like three, four, five episodes where it were. Uh, well, no, it was only episode or two where the where the the MC was actually in prison for something, but uh, uh okay. yeah, but but his character was it was uh, uh brought back several times uh yeah during that season though it was uh he 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 did pretty good though did pretty good yeah um, he's, he's good uh he's he's pretty well talented all around um and, and the reason I picked him is uh. I I really like his work. His work actually was an escape for me growing up. Um and his uh he's a really smart dude, like incredibly smart dude. Um and I think a lot of the things that he puts out there art wise mm-hmm. are things that help shape what I put out there art wise because mm-hmm. A lot of the things I do on Twitter and uh, online, they are performance art in a way. Yeah, like it's not, it's not meant to be real life, uh, but it it is, and it isn't right. Um, you got to be careful with that kind of stuff. But he's a, he's somebody that can turn it on and off, and uh, I've always appreciated that about him, and. Uh, if I'm going to be this old and he's not going to like be shaping, he's not going to be taking care of me as a child. I think he would do all right. (laughs) But I think as a, if I was a child, I would not want to be. (laughs) (laughs) He's not, uh, not so responsible in that regard. (laughs) There you go. Okay. Well, it's uh, halfway through you thinking about that answer. I realized that uh, I realized what would be a very good and obvious question number ten, and this that this one is one that there's been versions of this floating around Twitter for the last week ish, hmm. um, but five people that are your quarantine house, five people you know even more specifically that are your quarantine house okay um the, the the only caveat is 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 uh in this situation assume there is no family available okay and that, that that's, that's family of any kind so at, at, outside of that caveat five people that, that you know that 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 uh would be your quarantine house and uh it, w- w- why what why would they be your quarantine house okay uh i think i could do this um significant other considered family mm-hmm. uh, like i said any, uh, any kind and that that would kind of qualify as family for most people well i'm out of answers now i don't have anyone no i'm just kidding <laughs> uh so uh I, the first one that comes to mind is mg like uh, MG, 
would be uh would be badass him and his his uh his other half so that that takes care too i i would say his kids to cheat and then that, that would just be everybody but uh we'll just assume that they come as a package uh so but they're they're really great people um uh probably if not pike and uh uh not yep mm, man see now you're now you're gonna put me in a spot where i'm gonna miss somebody that i should have said and i'm gonna feel terrible in about 20 minutes uh yeah, yeah. you only feel terrible if if somebody uh confronts you about it right <laughs> yeah <laughs> no i'm sure they will uh, <laughs> uh who else um uh there's a a friend from hmm there's there's a buddy I'm trying to think of whether or not I should go all the way East Coast. We'll say one of my buddies from East Coast, Dan, who lives out, uh, lives out there. Shout out to Dan, or not Dan. I don't know. I don't know what he's going by these days. He might be not Dan. He might be the real not Dan. I might just be a sock puppet. Uh, so I think we're at four, right? Um, Actually, I think that was five. Oh, was that five? Okay. Yeah, I'm happy with that. That they would be really, they would be, be really fun. A, and then, a be a, be a good house to keep you sane during these times. Yeah. Well, no, I it would be a total chaos house, and that's what I would thrive and love. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. All right. Well, that is the uh, the uh, end of ten questions. And it, do, it, it does not feel like we've been talking for two hours. Wow. It's been two hours already. Oh yeah. my gosh. That's it, crazy. It, it really, I, I've, I've been looking at the time and it just that the whole time. Uh, and it's just, it, even though I've seen the time, it's just like, it doesn't process in my head that it's been that long, but that means, yeah. that means it's been a good conversation. So, oh, it, yeah. so I, I can't great. argue with it. Um, so, this but, but, but uh, what I'll do before we wrap up, you know, give you a chance to add anything else in you want, plug anything you want, you know, just anything you want to tag on. Sure. sounds good. Uh, I appreciate that. Um, I, I think uh, just something I'll, I'll add or uh, leave people with is, um, you know, we talked a bit about uh, the, the Krebs incident and stuff like that. And uh, I, I think it's important for people to realize that um, although there's, it's always going to be something that I kind of joke about and have a little bit of humor about, maybe talk about from time to time. It's not something that I harbor or carry with me at all. It's not something that uh, you should either in, in anything that happens to you in life, like harboring and focusing on stuff that's bad that happened to you uh is a good way to not move ahead and have a good life um you got to focus on like the happy stuff that's in life and try and enjoy every day um that's a much harder thing to do than than it sounds like 
uh, especially if you're dealing with depression and anxiety, stuff like that. And if you are, um, make sure that you, you take the time to like yourself and, uh, and like love yourself even. Um, because if you're not able to do that, you're, that's probably the first thing that you should work on, um, is, is loving yourself. Uh, and, uh, or at least liking yourself and then move, move from there, start dating, take yourself out for some steak or whatever, <laughs> but, uh, you know, be good to yourself. Um, because there's a lot of self hate and a lot of, a lot of anxiety and stuff, especially lately. And, uh, it's painful to see. And, uh, it bugs me that we're also depressed and stuff lately. And I think we, deserve better so treat yourself well and uh if you're in a good place spread some of it and you know be there to listen and help each other out because we have limited amounts of time here and uh spending it in an angry or like sad way is such a waste like try not to do that very well said very well said and i couldn't agree more um, thanks man all right thanks for well, having me on man. That was great th 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 thank you for uh th th thank you for doing it uh i i i, I uh, do truly think that uh th that uh, this will be actually one of the more uh watershed recordings i i, I think there's actually a lot of people out here that would be interested to listen and probably That's just because cool. you do normally keep to yourself yeah, <laughs> more than yeah, that. <laughs> um, so, but it's, but hey, I you know like I said, I enjoyed it. It totally doesn't seem like it went as long as it did. Um, and hey, for everybody listening, thank you for listening all the way through. I hope you feel the same way that it doesn't feel like it went on as long as it did. <laughs> um, and uh, hey, you know, this is the end of one, and I'll see you on the next episode.